everyone. Welcome back to the Garden Tarts. This is Jenny. This is Hillary. And we have another Where We've Been app. We've been a lot of places, but not in March. Just a few. No, well, we weren't anywhere in January or February. And so we were like, what do we have to do for March? Oh my gosh. Right. Time to talk about where we've been again. So if you haven't been following this project, these we talk about the U2 shows we have been to in a particular month. We're going to run out at some point <laughs> this year. I mean, when did we start this? June? Something like that. Yeah. So this is, you guys, this is going to be short-lived, Yanita. So get all up now. (laughs) Go back and listen. Before we get down to business, are you drinking anything this evening? I am. I have my trusty bottle of Jameson. Lovely. I am drinking also Jameson cold brew out of our garden tarts mug. This one's actually a one of a kind because it's a mess up. It'll go in the archives. <laughs> on display at the museum. Yep, definitely. We can contribute that. The logo got messed up. But it's lovely. Okay. Our cherry of the month is the Dublin Simon community. Um, I wasn't aware of the name, but that is the charity that Bono and Glenn Hazard busk for every Christmas Eve, um, which is always a fun event, except, you know, when Bono falls off a bike or we have a pandemic. Right. And that's been like Glenn Hassard's baby that he's raised with many years. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Dublin Simon Community offers services and support for people who are homeless or at risk of becoming homeless. Services include emergency shelter, outreach, assistance in finding long-term residency, treatment, recovery, rehab, and services to prevent homelessness. This month, a portion of the proceeds from our Garden Tarts merch store will go to the Dublin Simon community. So buy stuff. Yeah, buy stuff. And if you want to learn more, you can go to Dub Simon, D-U-B-S-I-M-O-N dot I-E. Yes. To learn more. And we'll have a link on our website too, thegardentarts.com. Also, in our next March episodes, we'll have a little ad about that. Yes. If you miss it, this one, just come back and listen to us on the next Absolutely. Episode. It'll be... Uh, there'll be a reminder in every episode this month. Yes. That's the business side of uh Yeah, let's pod. get into the the YouTube slash Garden Tart content. Okay. Let's You wanna do go it. first? I think you I'll have our first. first March show. I do. My first March show was my first YouTube show. Aww. It was March seventh, nineteen ninety two. I've discussed this in the past. If you reference our August 26th, oh, Jenny interviews me about the shenanigans that occurred <laughs> in that show. I honestly don't have a ton of memories. I mean, I remember the screen, but I don't think I remember individual songs or anything because I was just so. Oh, I it had to been like a four. Yeah. It, yeah, it wasn't. It was. I was just in shock. I couldn't. I couldn't process anything. I don't think it probably was the best show of the tour um, <laughs> it was the fifth show in for the zoo tv tour in north america 
And it was and the indoor. You know, that was the indoor tour, right? Indoor, yes. It was at the Hampton Coliseum in Hampton, Virginia. That's all I have on that, but it's just a very sacred show to me. I don't think there was anything unique in that show, though. Yeah, I would recommend going back to that August August 2020 episode that Hillary mentioned because it is a fun little interview I do with you. It coincides with our Oxen Baby Eps. Yes. So that's fun. Well, I think I have the next March show, which was March 24th, 2001, National Car Rental Center in Sunrise, Florida. It was the opening night of the Elevation Tour, and it was the first U2GA show in the U.S. I mean, at least it wasn't a club. (laughs) Let's say that. In in a large venue. Yeah, in a large venue. It was the first. You know, GA was pretty much illegal, frowned upon for a really long time in America. Well, it was because of the concert in Cincinnati, the Who concert in Cincinnati, where people got trampled and so they kind of cut off. Yeah. So somehow, for many years, GA came back. So it was the first time the U2 fam lined up in America for a show. I was with a handful of people who had done General Mation in Europe, so they knew the, the program. But everyone else there was like brand spanking new to this thing. I We got there so early, Hillary. I think it was like 9 a.m. or something. <laughs> <laughs> 9 a.m.? I don't know. Maybe 8. I don't know. What, the, what number were you sure in line? The sun was up. Where were you in line? I'm sure you, you were, we were right at the front. I feel like our group was maybe the second group there. We might have been like 3 and up or something. Like There might have yeah. been one or two people. Because I, I vaguely, it's so long ago, but I vaguely remember knowing where to line up because people were there. But it might have just been like two people. Right. Anyway, I remember there being some kind of kerfuffle that they ended up having right before the doors opened they had to like move us back because apparently we were in like the security area where they actually have to take tickets and check people and stuff uh-huh. and I guess there was something like as the line moved back as you would hope people would just back up staying in line there was some cutting and stuff but I don't think that affected I don't remember that affected us I remember hearing about it but we got in we were main stage front and center and this was the heart so we were inside the heart and no one under I mean it took a while for people to realize people who went to a good handful of elevation shows that you could be in the heart and not be crammed together you know there was like room for people to like have their own space so we were up front and it was it was my first time at a main stage like that and I remember feeling never I never felt unsafe but there, you could not turn around, even when the band was behind us. And it was hilarious. One of our friends had a makeup compact and with a mirror, like when you open it. And so when the band was behind us at the tip of the heart doing whatever, she would hold up her compact and use the mirror. Like a like rear mirror. mirror. Yeah. <laughs> and at one point she was like, I can't find Bono. Where did, I can't find him. Where did he go? Blah, blah. And it turned out he stepped right off the catwalk. Open night. Fell to the ground. So we didn't see it happen. We didn't see him get back up. But I just remember her being like, where the fuck did he go? <laughs> well, I think my question for Bono would be, Over how'd that go? Me. 
yeah, over whiskey and cake. Like, what happened there? And how do you feel you recovered from that immediately? <laughs> did you did you fight it and look like an idiot, or did you just go with the fall? I don't know. Well, it's certainly that's, not the last time you fall off the stage. No, it's not. But that is that's my question for yeah over whiskey and cake. I love that. So I saw some interview with AJ Rankin, who was his right hand man while he's on stage. I'd like to think of him as the the safety guy. <laughs> like, his personal I, um don't fall off the stage helper. <laughs> right. Fire net like the, pe- the people that run underneath the house. So right, right. The- yes. <laughs> so I mean he's also a great water bottle holder and glasses swapper outer <laughs> microphone holder like the head carpenter of the whole tour that's just his yeah. that's just his night job yeah, that's just his during the show job yeah but they developed something where if he was getting to and the whole crew knows this depending on where bono is that if if he maybe this goes for the rest of the band too god knows i just fallen off too that if they get too close it's a double tap on the ankle or on the heel or something they like double tap them to be like, and that's the cue. Oh, so gotcha. They figured that out. The show too late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I that's, thought for that show. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot. That's a that's a historic show. Yeah. Firstly, it was the first show of the tour, the first U2 show in the U.S. that was general admission, and not the first and not the last time Bono's fallen off the stage. Right. Yes. <laughs> We're sorry, Bon. We're not picking on you. We're just telling the truth if you're listening. And we know it turns out okay. So you, do. you were fine and you went you know, went on to fall at the stage at other times. Yeah. You just we have just one more March show, right? My next March show was just like two sh- shows after your March show. Yeah. In Charlotte, North Carolina on March 29th, 01. I had a lot a lot of weirdness with that show. I lived in Charlotte about, I don't know, five miles away from the airport. For years and years, had to travel long distances across the country to go to a show. Yeah. And I was so excited about it. I did not understand how GA worked, though. I just showed up. Um, right. At the show. Oddly, I was one person back from the rail my brother was um, beside me what I remember about that show most is my brother who'd seen YouTube before but had never seen Sunday Bloody Sunday and ever and this is Will I presume Will Will who loves drums and that's his favorite song he was like standing next to me and all of a sudden he was like in the air like Aww. screaming like he's not like that that's no. not his personality but his reaction to Sunday Bloody Sunday was like and I don't know that I mentioned well I guess I didn't know because early on in the tour they changed the set so much I guess I wasn't 100% sure what was going to be there right I didn't know Sunday Bloody Sunday was going to be played this was not a good show in fact it was the, the worst U2 show I've ever seen <laughs> and I don't know if it was just it was early in the tour or if it was the other people that were there, you know, the audience. I don't know. Yeah. I can't I can't explain that one. But it was a really, really boring show. Like I just I was I could not get into that. And I felt really no sad fun. afterwards. Yeah. I never, you know, it made me really sad because I hadn't been to a show 
since Seattle in 97. So I was thinking, well, is that a fluke? <laughs> that that right. tour was a fluke and this is just going to suck? It did not suck. I went to more shows. <laughs> Everybody lived happily ever after. But yeah, it is, in terms of ranking on my list, it is number 61 out of 61. Wow. Yes. Wow. And my, and my brother doesn't remember that at all. He was like, oh my God, that was such a good show. And I'm like, nope, like they weren't, the band wasn't really engaged or anything. It was, I don't recall Bono looking at the audience anywhere at any mm-hmm. point. And it just really was an off night. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was an off night. I, I don't, I mean, I, I can't explain why, but it, it was just not your average U2 show. Right. And, and that said, for somebody who goes to see them all the time, I say that. But if you if that was your first show, you probably thought it was the best show ever. Right. Which I'm sure it was. It's all relative. It is all relative. Well, we hope for, if you were there, that it was your best show ever. Yeah, listener. really. It, I would love to hear from you. If, that, if you were at that show, I would love to hear what your thoughts were. The best part of that show was that... I could go home that night and sleep in my own bed. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not, I'm kidding, obviously. It was not, it, it just wasn't a good show for me. Yeah. I'm sorry. I feel bad for saying it, but yeah, number 61 out of 61. Something's got to be there. Yeah. I think that's all we have. Me too. This is a nice and short out. It is. We have a, we've been to a lot of places in April, I think. Yeah, maybe. More, I haven't even, more than... I haven't looked ahead. Well, I know two shows for sure I went to that were in April. Yeah, so we'll see you guys in April. I have two. <laughs> what? I'll have two in April. Okay, well, I guess that's all. We should remind people to go to thegardentarts.com and sign up for our newsletter, of which we have not sent out in a while, so maybe we should soon. Yes. And check out the merch stand, which you can find easily from our website. We also, speaking of the Simon community, we have a good stuff tab where you can see what other charities or organizations we have supported over the last few months. And what else? Oh, Adam's birthday is coming up. Stay tuned it for is. a special Saturday. I think his birthday is on a Saturday. So it'll be a special Saturday ep. It's going to be the big 61. If you want to hear 60 fun facts about Adam, you can go back to his birthday last year. That was fun. That was a lot. I like the 60 fun fact eps. I'm glad we got two coming up this year. We do. One for Edge and one for Larry. We have a new twist on what we're doing this year for Adam's birthday. So it's not like more fun facts. So we just have to keep reinventing. Yes. Well, we've done for some Every of the other year. guys, we've done fun stories, experience with them, or the 60 fun facts, or this one. Yeah, this one is a new one. So tune in. Okay. Well, y'all, until, there's my dog, until Adam's birthday, may your music be loud and your whiskey be strong. Night, night. Night, night. La. everyone, I'm Garden Tart Hillary. In March, we celebrate our beloved green and gold, the Emerald Isle, and home to the four boys who rock our lives, Ireland. In honor of the Irish, our March charity is the Dublin Simon Community. 
The Dublin Simon Community is an organization who help the homeless. They provide emergency shelter, guidance, rehab, recovery and placement, among other services. All month, a portion of the proceeds from our merch store will be donated to the Simon Community. For more information, go to dubsimon.ie and visit us at thegardentarts.com. So enjoy your St. Patrick's Day shenanigans with green beer and Jameson, but also keep in mind the less fortunate. Salancha. Hey there, friends, fans, and listeners. Jenny here. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a pretty big U2 fan. And if you're a pretty big U2 fan, you probably know about Bono's work in Africa through the organizations Red and One. Now, more than ever, it is imperative we give them our support as they are not only fighting the AIDS pandemic, but also the COVID-19 pandemic. And you can help. Go to red.org and one.org to find out how you can be involved. 